It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. And indeed it is Judd's Hockey Show. Of course, the most important part of the show is the side of Declan. Hi, Declan Goff. Oh, what's going on, Judd? Uh, I love the new sound of that show. Sounds really good. Sounds good? Sounds good. Patchy score. So we, we are going to talk to Wild GM Bill Guerin around the corner here, but uh, wanted to start off today's show by getting your thoughts on the latest proposal, and we are recording this on Wednesday. The latest proposal that we've seen from the National Hockey League, which went sort of quiet on proposals for a while, is now a 24-team playoff format. So instead of 16, 24 teams. What we don't have um, what we don't have made clear so far is, are we talking about, I've seen speculation they might come back with 24 teams and play some quote-unquote regular season games, that they might come back with an immediate playoff format that would try to eliminate, what, eight teams quickly to get down to 16. But your thoughts on the potential for a 24-team playoff format format, which to be very clear, would involve the Minnesota Wild. I don't hate it. Of all the suggestions that have been thrown out there, I'm probably more optimistic towards it than the other ones. And I don't know, Judd, if that has to do with their plan, if that has to do with maybe the country trying to reopen things a little bit more, and whether that's the right idea or wrong idea, that's another discussion. But I feel like we're getting closer to sports being resumed. And I think this would be the best plan because it eliminates, look, Detroit and who else was awful this season? Ottawa. Ottawa. It, it takes out like the Sharks. They should and, not. I think the Blackhawks right. from the Central well, won't miss. I've heard, yeah, the Blackhawks won't. And and they're purposely being put in it because of their oh, market and their, their I value. S- I saw one that said that they will, that they would be out probably. Oh, they would be out. Okay. Yeah, I've, I did see one. But this is still incredibly fluid and we don't have... What we don't know is the exact um, return to play proposal, yeah. which you would think would also have to include not just training camps, but I don't know if it's fair to start a 24-team um, system and and declare game one back for all these teams a playoff game, or if you should give them a couple of times to play games themselves so the players can get back into hockey shape. So there's a lot of, of unknowns mm-hmm. here. Um, but it's interesting. I think if you're bound and determined to come back, which uh, Batman and the boys seem to be, that this does sound like it could be workable. Now, do I think that the Stanley Cup champion is a true champion in this case? No, I don't. Sorry. But I understand for financial impact and just to get sports back, I understand why they want to do this. But you know what? 
the one thing that I will take to my grave from here on out is the continuation or finish of NBA, NHL, and now to it's looking more and more like to a large degree baseball. It's not going to give you a true champion, mm-hmm. but at least it would give you a diversion and it would give you the return of sports. Yeah, and like I said, that's why I'm more optimistic about it happening and and the proposals of you know the NHL and even the NBA. Um, I think MLB is still in a little bit more of a trickier situation right now than those two, which is kind of funny to me because you know when when the NHL and NBA paused, it was oh baseball, we'll get baseball in July, and now we're getting closer to July, and we're like ah, well, I don't know if this is going to happen for multiple reasons. And I think players might balk way more in baseball than they would have reason to in hockey or basketball. And, and that's what I'm excited to chat with Bill Guerin about just to see what his opinions are. I mean, I, I'm sure him being an executive and being an old school guy, look, he's probably ready to play hockey in any type of way. And he hasn't even thought about yep. the season being canceled or, or whatnot. But I, I, I do like the idea. I, I think it's probably the best that they're going to have. The hub city thing is a little interesting. You know, you, you put four teams in each of these four hub cities. And I've heard Minneapolis St. Paul is one of the front runners to be one of those four cities. And I think that's pretty a, a pretty decent idea too. I think getting these guys back in player shape is going to be a little interesting. Oh yeah, and just in general, and you make it guys hurt. By so the you, way. you have you have a pause, you have a training camp, you resume your season, another pause, a training like oh I I could, bodies are going to be put through the ringer, Judd, for the next twelve months if this plan works out. And and teams that are uh, really bad right now and don't come back and play, those players are going to be off for what nine months. They're going to be off for an aggressively long time. Right. Uh, the one thing that I would say, as much as we all want sports and normalcy back, the one thing I'm concerned about, and you touched on this a little bit, is the plan for 2020-21. I want that to be as normal as possible. I know. Like, if we can come back and play, if you told me right now that they were going to come back in July, finish out this season, which I understand that they want to do from a revenue standpoint. But if you told me that it's going to greatly affect the 2021 season and that you're not going to be able to start that until December or something, I would almost rather have, and we don't know when things are going to get back to what we consider normal, Mm -hmm. but I would almost rather have as normal of upcoming season as possible. So my my one concern is, that they are going to have to do too many things and get too cute with the upcoming season just for the sake of completing this one. 100%. And that's that's where I was at for the most part during the pause of, look, just just eat it. Like, I, I know that this stinks and it sucks, but just, just punt on this regular season resumption and finishing a playoff or whatever because I didn't want the next season to be compromised because the NHL season is so long. Remember that the MLB plays twice as many games as the NHL and NBA, but they finished their their season and playoff in a calendar year quicker than baseball and uh, than basketball and hockey. Yeah, like that's that's hilarious. Everyone's like, I can't watch baseball because it's too long. The NHL and NBA season's longer. Like, what are you talking about? Well, I think they're talking about the games. Yeah, for sure. But still, it's hilarious that literally there's twice as many games. Yeah, they're too long, and it's oh, condensed. and if you cut games, that's fine. But I just don't want them to get too cute, and and I want to see. I don't want them to bring guy, uh, players back and get them hurt. I just, to me, aside from enjoying sports being back and being able to flip on a game at 6 or 7 o'clock at night, this season to me is basically done. Right. Like, I'm not looking forward to, I have not for one second in the past month plus thought to myself, 
man, I wonder if the Blues can win the Stanley Cup now. <laughs> I know. That's... And, and in fact, I think I think that there's a real chance that if you come back now and play, that you'll get a goofy champion. Yeah. Like you'll get something weird. You, you could have a situation where a team wins the lottery, you know, and they also win the Stanley Cup. Which I think is, is why they're not doing it now. I, I think yeah. they are going to wait on the draft and lottery till after they're done. Let's catch up with Wild GM Bill Guerin. Okay, Bill Guerin, first question. What have the last two months been like for you, just as far as the unknowns, uncertainty, and and what seemed to be, I don't know, every few weeks, the stops and starts of proposals of where hockey might be going for this season? It's, I mean, honestly, it's been, it's been strange. Um, like nothing I've uh, been through in, in my career at, at any point in time. And I mean, hey, look, I'm not. Uh, we're not alone in the sports world. The whole world is dealing with this. And, um, you know, we're in sports. We're used to like, you know, drop dead dates. You know, when does, when does this start? When does that end? Where, what time do we have to be there? And right now it's just kind of a, a wait and see. It's, a, it's, you know, it's an ever changing uh, process and, and uh, you know, we're, we're just trying to just trying to take it all in stride because if you, if you let it get to you, you just got you're going to be frustrated every day. So right. we know we have people at the league that are working, working real hard and trying to get us back, back to, you know, a, a safe playing environment. And uh, um, so I'm pretty confident in that. Would this have been worse during your playing career back then, or is it worse now because you're in charge of so many things and questions that you really can't answer? Well, yeah, it's a little more frustrating as a GM because, yeah, there's there's so many other things that you have to do when you're a player. You just you worry about the type of shape you're in, and uh, you know that you've come back ready to play, and you know it's it's pretty uh, you know it's pretty you know, I don't want to say easy, but you just worry about yourself. Um, right now, there's just a lot of balls in the air, and you're just trying to juggle them as best you can and um, answer a lot of questions that you you don't really have answers for. And, um, you know, it, there's just a lot going on. Bill, what what is your gut telling you? Do, you? do you think you'll be able to resume this hockey season here? Yeah, I do. I mean, my gut's telling me that we're going to play. And um, it's really going to be just, uh, you know, a little unusual. Um, you know, I, I don't know what the situation is going to be if and when we do get back to play, but I believe we will. And, um, you know, at this point in time, um, just trying to stay positive about the whole thing. And if we get back to play, no, no matter what the situation is, it'll be a good thing. Your thoughts on, on the potential bill for the 24 teams being brought back, which would include your club, and it sounds like there might be a few uh, uh, games to sort of get things reset or that they might start with a a play-in tournament, but if they do go in the direction of 24 teams instead of 16, do you like that philosophy or that thought process? You know, I, I don't know what uh, what format we're going to come back to. Um, if, uh, if we're, the only thing I'm really worried about is if we're if we're involved in it or not. Um, so whatever keeps us uh, in the mix and, and gets us back, uh, you know, to play in hockey and, you know, uh, gives us a chance to make the playoffs, then, then I'm all for it. Weird question, perhaps, Bill, but is your philosophy at all changed by the fact that, you know, we have stopped things now for two, uh, two plus months here. And if you do come back, I'm not saying that the Stanley cup wouldn't still be special and important, 
But I, I am saying that the interruption of the season in which, you know, you and players and fan fans have become so used to would cause it to be very different. So if and when the puck is dropped, and it would be fun, don't get me wrong, just to have sports back, but is your uh, your thought process about the pursuit of a Stanley Cup to conclude the uh, 2019-20 season the same as it would be if things were ordinary? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, without a doubt. This is, to me, this is going to be one of those years that you, you look back on and say, you know what, that was probably the most difficult to win. and. You know what? This is one of the you know under crazy circumstances. So the uh, the amount of focus, the amount of uh, drive that the, the teams and the players are gonna they they're gonna have, and the you know the resiliency. It, this is gonna be a, a, a tough thing to do, but it's gonna be extremely satisfying. Uh, not like uh, you know any other year that the uh, Stanley Cup is awarded. So and it's always you know what it's always an opportunity and. Just because it's different doesn't mean you should pass up on it. You should you should grab hold of it and take advantage of the opportunity. Bill, I know these are two separate issues, but with the season being paused, has it made it a little extra frustrating too that you haven't been able to ink Kirill Kaprizov over here stateside? No, I'm not really frustrated with it. Um, you know, it, it's kind of been a longer process than than uh, I, I think we would go through if if it was a normal year. Um, but there are just other things to consider and, you know, on, on, on Kirill's side and on our side. So the, I think the best thing is that we, we've both just kind of taken our time and, and, and moved about it methodically. And, um, there really hasn't been a rush to this point. And, um, uh, we just want to make sure that we're both, you know, doing the right thing and, and the right thing for Kirill. If Kirill, uh, d- does sign here in the coming weeks, Bill Guerin, do you foresee a way that the league would allow him uh, to play in the conclusion of this season, or is that almost a certainty that with that rule having been passed that he wouldn't be eligible to play in an NHL game until the start of 2021? Yeah, as of right now, I I, I would probably bet against him playing this, this season, but, um, you know, nothing's been said 100% either way. So, uh, like I said, we're just kind of dealing with that Um you know, as we go along here and, and we'll see what the league decides and whatever they decide, we'll, we'll abide by and, and, uh, and we'll move on. But, um, you know, it, it is exciting to, uh, to be kind of in, in this stage of, uh, of, of, you know, getting Kirill signed and bringing him to, to Minnesota. I know he's very anxious to get here and he wants to come here and he wants to play. Um, we're very excited about him, but again, we, we want to make sure we're doing the right thing for him in the long run. Bill, I'm a little bit torn here, too, on this. Um, If the kid wants to sign here and wants to begin playing immediately, that's great because once that takes place, he is with your franchise, and that's a key step. Uh, But where I'd be a little bit torn in your shoes is if he plays in July and and it's a shortened season, that eats up a year of that contract. And so if he doesn't play and we uh, start his contract, let's say, in December, and it's uh, 2021, then the contract basically gives you more time just from a just from a finance standpoint and player standpoint is that a little bit of a a tricky situation because of the fact that you could have what comes down to essentially three full years uh yeah he's he's only a two-year contract Um, two years i'm sorry so yeah it, it is a tricky one because you know um you know 
contract wise, you know, you, you just, you grab an extra year there. And if we burn a year, it's, it's going to speed the process up to, um, you know, having a bigger, even a bigger cap hit against us. But you know what, if he wants to come over and play, um, he can help our team. And that's, that's my main responsibility is to, to if, if I have an opportunity to improve our team and to help our team, then, then I'll do it. And we'll deal with those other things down the road. Bill, let, let's say the season didn't get paused and, and, and this team, though, was in the playoffs, but it's now late May and, and maybe they're out of it by now. And I know playoffs can tell you a lot about what your team was maybe lacking. But for what you do know about the Wild right now, what, what do you think is the one position that you would like to address this summer through free agency or trades? Well, um, you know, I, I mean, I, I think we can improve everywhere, but I think uh, – you know, I think somewhere along the lines, I'd, I'd like to add a center. Um, you know, that's easier said than done. Um, and and we're going to have to, uh, you know, our, our, our goaltending is going to have to improve. And, um, you know, they're, they're just going to have to be better for us or or we're going to have to, you know, find a way to get better. And, um, you know, those are probably the two spots that uh, that we need improvement. On Dean, Bill, um, how, how difficult does the pause make it to make a decision on if he's going to have the interim tag removed from his title and be your permanent head coach, or if you're going to end up uh, looking in a different direction for someone behind the bench? No, I, you know what? It's, it's unfortunate because I think Dean was doing a really good job. Um, and I, 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 I think it's unfortunate for him that, you know, he was only behind the bench for, I think, 11 games. And he was doing, like I said, doing a fantastic job. And, um, you know, there, there are other ways of finding out, uh, you know, if, if a guy's a good coach or if he's what you're looking for, and that's just by communicating. And Dean and I have been communicating over the last couple months, and we've got a good relationship, and, and I like him. So, um, you know, hopefully we can get back to playing, and, you know, he can continue where, uh, where he left off. What did Dean change as far as style and things like that? You know what? I, I think there was just a little more clarity with the guys. I, I think uh, guys understood their roles a little bit more. Um, as for style of play, I don't really think he had the opportunity to really dive in and, and change a whole lot that way. But I think the uh, the expectation level, the, the communication, and the the uh, the accountability um, were were definitely things that that, that Dean improved on. Bill, uh, were you for the idea that NHL draft possibly being moved up, even though we were still in the pause of the season? Were you, were you for that plan, or were you against it? No, we were we were for it. Um, you know, to, and to be honest with you, we would support either way. Um, I don't think we were. There are some teams out there that are really against it, and I understand that because they're positioned so strongly for the draft, and uh, either with a lot of picks or with a lot of picks with you know. Uh, that they can use to make moves and improve their team. So, um, you know, we could really go either way. Um, but, you know, if, if the league really feels that we can, you know, make a make a splash or an impact with an earlier one, then we're fine with that. That's probably out now, correct? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> to, to be quite honest <laughs> with you, I don't know. Hey, how how much do, uh, does all, all the uncertainty not just impact the uh, potential resumption and conclusion of this season, Bill, but just as importantly to um, cause un- unknowns and uncertainty and potential scrambling for preparation for the 2021 campaign? Well, 
you know what? I, I think, uh, like you said, it like uncertainty is the, the the biggest thing here, and we really don't know what to expect. We don't know if we'll get hit with a second wave or anything like that. But um, you know, I, I think we're pretty comfortable in the fact that we could start a little bit later and still play a full season. Um, that we could, uh, you know, ma- manage uh, manage it, you know, the season a little bit differently and, and get it all in. So. You know, we our league has been through a lot. You know, we've been through uh, strikes, two lockouts, a missed season. Um, and we've all we've always rebounded. We've always come back, uh, you know, bigger, better, and stronger than ever. And and I I think that that's what's going to happen here too. I think, you know, we'll we'll take something like this and turn it into a positive. How potentially weird is it going to be with the prospect of uh, playing games here with no fans? I think it's really weird. I think it's really weird, but again, um, that's one of the things that that uh, that makes uh, professional athletes unique, and they can they can overcome things like that, um, you know, with their mental toughness. And even though it'll be different, uh, I can guarantee you, once that puck is dropped and there's something to be played for, um, these guys, the the natural competitive juices will be flowing, and uh, you know. It, it'll be it'll be highly competitive hockey as always. What does Bill Guerin miss the most about hockey? I just miss going to work. <laughs> I miss I miss what I do. I miss going to work. I miss the game. I miss being around the action. Um, I, I do, and uh, you know we 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 take things like that for granted, and uh, you know that that's that's what I love to do, and I and I miss it. But again, there's always a silver lining. I've I've got found time with my four kids and, mm-hmm. um, you know, my wife, and we're spending time together and doing things together that normally we wouldn't have the chance to do. So, um, you know, it's just, uh, but I think it's time we, we all, we all kind of want to get back to normal uh, as soon as possible. Sure. Now I, I, I know that, that we are dealing with a group of uh, professional athletes whose livelihood is to keep in, uh, in great shape, but I can speak from my own personal experience of, of probably having gained a few pounds during the quarantine. Uh, do you try and stay in touch with guys as far as what they're trying to do? And cause I'm, I'm willing to bet that there's going to be not necessarily on your team, Bill Guerin, but there's going to be a few guys that show back up and coaches or GMs are going to be like, Oh, that's not good. <laughs> are you trying to keep in touch with guys oh, to make yeah. sure that they're doing yeah. things? Yeah, our strength and conditioning coach Sean Skahan is is in touch with these guys, um, you know, all the time. Uh, he's been sending them out workouts. I know certain guys have, you know, uh, some equipment. Some guys are rollerblading. Some guys are they're doing different things. But Sean's sending out workouts for them that they can do at home very easily. And uh, you know, guys are watching what they uh, uh, watching what they eat and drink and. I'm confident with our group that they'll come back uh, in good shape. They got me beat on that part then. I'm not uh, doing so too, good buddy. at that me one. Too. I'm not doing real good at, at the eating and drinking part. Well, I, I'm actually doing really well at it, but that's the yeah, problem. you're doing well at it. Yeah, thanks, Declan. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm in good shape, round. Yeah, exactly yeah, right. right. Thank yeah. you, Billy. Appreciate the time. Thanks, guys. Great thanks, stuff. Thank you. All right, talk to you later. Bye. Bill Guerin, man. That was some good stuff. It was. Okay, so let's start with um, the response that you got out of him, which does not come as a surprise. The second part, I guess publicly saying it, is intriguing to me, though. The center thing we know, right? Like the wild need centers. We, we know that. Kaprasov, Fiala need guys that they could play on lines with who can make them look good. 
Uh, the goaltending thing was very interesting, though. Mm-hmm. Him saying, we need our goaltending to improve, or essentially, I believe if I'm paraphrasing this correctly, Declan Goff, we're going to have to go find somebody who's better. And I think, look. I mean, that's not a surprise, but I no. like hearing I like hearing the I acknowledgement. Agree. I like the transparency there. Um, I think both of us have been saying glowing praises about Alex Salak's game this year. I mean, you could make a case. I know he had a really good rookie season in San Jose when he stepped in out of college, but he's this is probably the best season he's ever had in his career. Most consistent playing time and the most confidence he's had. He's had a very good season. Mm-hmm. And I think the way the team was playing in front of him, look, were they going to run to the Stanley Cup with him? Probably not, but I trusted him. I trusted him more than I trusted Devin Dubnik this season in net. I agree completely. And look, do, not all not all losses are created equal, CC Kirk Cousins, but Devin Dubnik's playoff track record is not exactly ideal either. So I, I think Alex Stalock played admirably, and you also have to figure out what you are going to do with Dubnik. He's entering the last year of his contract this year, right? And I think, and I I hate getting in the business of buyouts, Judd. I've voiced that to you numerous times, but essentially it's going to be Rask or Dubnik. Like I don't I don't think they'd buy out Dubnik. But I could no, see a situation where it's probably going to be Here's Rask. where I'm going to give, and, and fans are going to roll their eyes at this, I'm going to give Dubnik a mulligan on, look, I know he is the king of the goofy goal, so there has been there have been some long-standing things, some good, some bad, with Devin. But I'm going to give him a mulligan in this sense. This year, pre-pandemic, <laughs> was hell for the guy. His wife got sick. We, we still don't know exactly what was wrong, but it was very serious. Um, a lot went wrong in his life. And and I've always said, if you're a goaltender, I mean, hell, if you're a professional athlete whose focus on his job or her job is a huge deal. Like, we're not talking about, I had a bad day at work, too bad. Um, Devin Dubnik, I'm going to give a mulligan to in the sense that let's see where he is when training camp starts. Let's see where he is when he comes back. This is not to say he's the long-term guy there. But what you said is a thousand percent correct, and it shouldn't be. You trusted by the time the work stop or the stoppage in play, not work stoppage, the stoppage in play hit. You trusted Alex Daylock way more than Devin Dubnik. That's all messed up. That's wrong. Um, but I am willing to give Dubnik an opportunity at least to come back with the mulligan of 2019-20 was awful for him personally as well. Correct. And let's see how things are. And that does not mean that he is the choice. But and I think that's what Garen is sort of saying too which is, hey, our goaltending could improve. If it does, that's great. Now, do I I don't see uh, Dubnik as being a guy to carry you to a Stanley Cup Finals any more than I see Kirk Cousins being a Super Bowl quarterback. So my inclination is he's not the answer, but I am willing to give him some leeway here in a conversation of a guy who, I'm sorry, but if your wife gets sick or like your parents get sick or something, we know from firsthand experience of, of having seen plenty of athletes struggle with that previously, it creates problems. It does. It creates problems. I also think, um, and look, Garen is right to regardless look at the free agent pool or trade pool to address goaltending, but the Wild all of a sudden have a plethora of goaltending prospects. I mean, Kapo Kakinen looks like he's ready for the next jump. And I'd like to see him. Hunter Jones was your second round pick next year. He's not ready, but he's he's very promising. Uh, Matt Robson might just be a, a, a typical back end guy, but you still like to see what he can do. Kakinen's the one. Kakinen's definitely He's the, the one, one that you want to see. That you want to see the most. Yeah, and and you can always find. Now, will you be able to make runs with them? No, but you, the Alex Stalocks of the world, or even like who were you talking about? James Reimer a, f- a few podcasts ago. Those guys will always exist. Mm-hmm. So it's not like finding the backup. It's just like finding the number one center. 
Like, yeah, there are plenty of bottom six centers. They're and, all over the place. Fifth starters in baseball exist. Right. So I'm with you. you can round out your roster in, in, in those kind of positions all day, all day long. But I like that he, he acknowledged that, hey, regardless of what's going to happen, that's why I asked him the question. I was looking for the good question point. I, I really teed it up for him. Long way from that. Oh, God. That's another right. I told you he wasn't going to throw those out. I'm sorry. I'm I'm Jedi, sorry. I told you he wasn't going to throw those out. He doesn't. Uh, He's a veteran hockey guy. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. But anyway, so, okay, did your opinion about the conclusion of this season change with his response to the question about if and when you come back, is the run to the Stanley Cup going to, to mean as much uh, to you as it would have under normal circumstances. My feeling has been a definite no. Yeah. Bill Guerin completely disagrees and said, no, I think it means more because of how difficult this whole thing has been. And you know what? That's so interesting because it, does that change your thoughts? It, it kind of does. It's nice to hear him the, the way he explained it. And, and honestly, sometimes until you hear something or see it in person, you know, you're always like, Oh, actually that doesn't make sense. I've thought about, I've thought about what he has said before, but I've never seen the pen to paper. I've never actually seen someone say it or do it. And he brings up an excellent point. I mean, this is such a weird situation that you're going to have a team that had, uh, every team that had a two or three month layoff come back and then win a Stanley Cup. That is more challenging. I think that is more challenging than your typical eight month gauntlet that you typically do in the normal regular season. It's different. It's different. I I don't know what's more challenging because the ordinary playoff run is incredibly tough. Sure. It's definitely different. But he brings up a good point of it's, it's so unique that we can't, I, I agree with him. I don't think you can put an asterisk by it. That's what I would look at it. I don't think, I think he's right. You can't put an asterisk by it. It's such a unique, different situation that I, I don't, I don't put the asterisk. I know you're there, but I can't. Oh, I'm definitely there. And I also think that, and I don't blame Bill Guerin one bit for this. I also think he is smart enough easily to realize this. Teams like the wild have far better chances with this delay. This is going to cause, I, I'm telling you, Dex, I think maybe in basketball, but hockey for sure, this delay could cause the playoffs to be goofy. And and it'd be fun. It'd be fun. But, you know, if the playoffs had started when the playoffs were supposed to start, I think you would have said, hey, the St. Louis Blues look great, right? St. Louis Blues look outstanding. You're going to bring back a lot of players, um, who some of whom not will ha- have not skated in quite some time. So I do think that it's going to give a, an opportunity for teams. Well, heck, some teams are going to get guys back and we'll talk about that in one second um but it's going to give guys it's going to give teams opportunities who i think we might have looked at and dismissed a little bit more at least the potential to make a run uh Kirill kaprasov yeah is it fair that teams will be getting guys who played during the course of the 2019-20 season like jake gensel of pittsburgh who would not have played for let's say the first two rounds of the playoffs is it fair that when hockey comes back those guys will be healthy and ready to go to contribute to their teams and, and yet Ordinarily, if Kaprasov had, let's say, signed in March or April, he could have stepped right into the wild lineup, mm. and now he won't because the league right now is ruling that those guys from the KHL and who have come on board from college late cannot play until the 2020-21 season starts. Yeah, I mean, guys like Gensel and even Cal McCarr last year of Colorado, they stepped in and were Cal you know, McCarr did exactly that right away. Uh <sighs> I guess if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, just be consistent about it, right? So if this is the, if this is the rule now, fine, but please don't go back two years and amend it. They're gonna know? amend it. There's they amended it for this year. They are now they are saying it's not fair to give these guys the advantage to play, but ordinarily it would be. Yeah. But the point is, teams like the Penguins are going to get injured players back who are going to be 100 percent and ready to go. But teams 
like the Wild are being told ordinary, ca- ordinarily Kaprasov could play for you, but he can't now. Yeah. But as I asked Garen, the flip side is contractually, I don't hate that. Because mm-hmm. if I can keep the guy, if he comes to play for me, I, I now have an extra year of control that would be burned up in summer league games, basically, which is what this is going to be. Yeah. So I, I, it's a little I, bit difficult. But he brings up a good point too of you know well now we get him extra you you brought up to him that you get an extra year of control with that's him. what I yeah so, that's what I was trying to tell him hey so I I think it, it's not a total deal breaker and yes do I think Kirill Kaprizov who can plop in right away into the immediate playoffs and would he make the Wild better tomorrow if the Wild were, were dropping the puck of course I do but I also think you got to be a little bit cautious here this is your crown jewel for the lack of a better word and you got to be careful so I will say I do love me some Bill Guerin on this podcast. Oh, is he, he's great. He, I, he's a captain. Man. I can't imagine. You know what? How would you like to drop that guy in his playing career when, by the way, he was very good? How would you like to drop him into your locker room, your room? Oh, it'd be great. This guy was captain. Correct. Uh, I would also like to just, you know, maybe knock a couple. He doesn't seem like a white claw kind of guy, but no, I, 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 no. would, Declan, I would I would, knock back some, some can cocktails. Can you do me a favor? Can you, can you stop? Because I feel like white claw might be a potential endorsement for you or Mackie. But I'm not a White Claw guy. Uh-huh. But I don't want to say anything bad about White Claw because yeah, I don't. I don't want to discourage advertisers these days. Yes. Um, I think you're right. I think Bill Guerin. I'll put this as nicely as possible. Billy Guerin strikes me as a beer drinking, Scotch drinking type of guy. All right, I, I can do bourbon. He might be more of a I, bourbon. I scotch like. Guy. I like bourbon. Scotch. I can't do scotch, and I can't do rye. I don't like scotch or rye, but I do like bourbon. How many players do you think? And I really think in this sport, it's going to be true. Baseball probably too. How many players do you think are going to show up? And I'm not trying to, to say that this is going to be a wild problem, but I think it's going to be around the league. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a handful or a little bit more who are going to show up, and teams are going to be like, "Oh my god, what happened?" You, yeah, right? no, it's going to be a complete thing. Because even even I think if, in Europe they skated, but like when we talked to Parisi, he said we can't skate right now. I mean, dude, Craig Leopold called out Gui Latam dress Latam dress eight ten years ago for showing up to showing up to camp fat. And that was just the summer of 2010 without a world pandemic going on. I, I do think there's a difference between obviously you and I being out of shape and an athlete oh, yeah. being out of shape. But it, but that difference, that marginal difference, will make the biggest impact of that player not being able to play to their fullest ability. And in my in my best shape, I'm still in my best shape. I'm in worse shape yeah. than them. But I've seen guys that come in, and it's not like they're fat. But it doesn't take, especially with the speed of today's game in the NHL, it doesn't take a lot to be slowed down. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying, I think there could be about five or so who are going to end up uh, coming back in. In fact, that was one of the most interesting things about the year after the lockout in 2004-05 yeah. came to an end was the amount of guys who showed up, veteran guys, right? And the rules had changed. The game had opened up, which was a fantastic thing. But there were basically players who in the previous league where where you could hook guys and hold on to them. Base, you know, there was a group of guys that showed up and they're like, "Oh, the game's completely changed. I'm done. I'm good. I'm Goodbye. done. Bye. I'm done. Yeah. All right. Me. Speaking of being done, Judd's hockey show uh, done for this week again. Thanks to Wild GM Bill Guerin for joining us. Um, Zolgad here, Declan there, and Declan, what do you have to say? Pass shoot score.